I'm going to say assessment piece to mm. help determine what do I think the dentist is going to feel like is the priority for this patient today. Okay. So then you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but this is something to actually help it, the doctor's workload, right? So that they can get more 100%. done. 100%. If I know it's going to be concise and it's mm. going to be ready to go, I will step away to get into that hygiene check sooner than if I know I've got to go in and like, like reset my brain on what's happening with this patient, start the conversation from scratch. They're, they're not excited about that. Welcome to another episode of Dental Marketing Go. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more new patients so you can grow the way that you want. But if your hygienist are not performing correctly, you're not going to be able to grow the way you want, no matter how much marketing you do. And that's why we have Rachel Wall, who is the CEO of Inspired Hygiene. And she's going to share with us today how to help your hygienist align with your dentist so you can get more work done faster without having to do as much processing and thinking. It was so cool. It was such a mind-blowing thing that she shared today. And guess what? Only 5% of dentists are doing this. So that means 95% of you are not doing this currently. And if you do, it's going to help your practice grow and it's going to help you keep your hygienist. All right, Rachel. So I, I had such a good time with you on the last podcast and I learned a lot about not just you, but your company. And I love what you're doing for the industry. And today I wanted to talk through some of the things that you're seeing that are actually driving results when it comes to hygiene and dental offices. Yeah, absolutely. So Gary, we've been doing this for a long time. And even with the kind of current climate, I would say with hygiene and you know what's happening in practices and the industry overall, um, the thing that we see that's driving the most results is elevating the hygienist role as diagnostic partner. So, so let me ask you. All let me kinds ask, of, yeah. Let me ask you a really pointed question on that. Out of all okay. the offices you talk to, what percentage do you think get that and understand that and do that? I would say before they speak to us, yeah, or when we first speak, have that initial conversation, before they speak, maybe to. maybe five percent. Yeah, I would agree. Like I would say that almost mm-hmm. every dental office I've ever talked to does not think this way. And I know for you, it's like duh, think this way because it's going to elevate everything else that you're doing. So let's, so since most offices don't get this and most of the people that are going to be listening to this are going, what are you talking about? Could you define that for me? What does it mean to elevate the hygienist when you're talking about clinically? Okay. And I'll put it into the context of kind of what's happening, you know, over the last few years with the hygiene, you know, uh, shortage, hygiene compensation, all of those things are affecting the way that dental practice owners feel about hygienists in general and the role of hygienists in their practice. And honestly, that one piece is really where the most of the value from the hygiene department is going to come. So yes, a general practice needs to have, you know, a solid hygiene department so that they have recurring revenue within the practice and the patients come back. But if they just come back and they get their teeth cleaned and they leave, what value really is that bringing to the practice? It might be keeping the patients healthier, it, it might not. But when we empower the hygienists, when we create this partnership between the hygienist and the dentist so that they have a shared treatment philosophy and the hygienist knows really intimately what that doctor's treatment philosophy is and they've been able to collaborate and discuss that, then that hygienist can do a lot of the 
uh, I'm going to say assessment piece to mm. help determine what do I think the dentist is going to feel like is the priority for this patient today. So then all of a sudden, that hygienist isn't isn't there just cleaning teeth. We hate that term, but that's what the term that's used a lot in our industry and by yeah. consumers. Yep. They're actually there as a diagnostic partner that's helping the patient get healthier. It's helping identify and kind of preheat the patient for what the doctor's going to share as far as his or her diagnosis. And it helps the patient move forward into that treatment because the doctor's not just walking in and kind of dropping that treatment bomb on the patient. You want to hear something crazy? Dental marketing agencies are dead. You got that right. They're dead. Why do I say that? Well, we don't consider ourselves a dental marketing agency. We are a growth partner. What that means is, is we help our clients not only create opportunities, but we help them convert them and close them as well. And that is what's needed in the day and age that we live because just getting new patient leads is not enough. You need somebody that's going to help you actually get these new patients into your chair and make sure that there's the right kind of patient for your office. Now, we put together a whole report that will tell you where dental marketing currently is because there's a ton of changes, tons of things are going on with the market, and we broke down what you're going to need to do to stay ahead of the industry and grow the way that you want. The link is down below. Go check it out. Everything is free. I look forward to hearing from you. So, and let's, I'm going to approach this from a selfish standpoint from the doctor's perspective. Okay. okay? So then you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but this is something to actually help it, the doctor's workload, right? So that they can get more uh, done. 100%. Yeah. Because a lot of times it's like, well, what do you mean that we're going to elevate hygienists clinically? Like, is that, are you taking away from the doctor? In fact, no, we are helping the doctor get more treatment done and faster and with alignment. Anytime that you have more alignment on a team, it's it's always better. So I, I think that's really, really cool. And you define that really clearly. And if I was in office, I would want this in my office. So how now, okay, we got a clear definition of it and how it impacts the office. How do we implement something like this? Because I imagine it's not as easy just walking in and putting it up on the whiteboard like, hey, we're yep. going to elevate the hygienist and we're off to the races. Yep. There's pro There's some frameworks you have to use. Yeah, I would say, and before we get into the how, it's like, okay, so what, so the, we identified what the win is for the doctor. Mm -hmm. The win for the hygienist is, and I ask this all the time, I do a an interactive exercise during one of my speaking programs around the different levels of this in demonstrating the different levels of uh, the hygienist kind of teeing up treatment. And I asked the doctor, I said, so if you know that when you go into that hygiene operatory, that you're going to get all the information you need to make treatment decisions. There's going to be uh, a scan or an intro photograph that's prepared. The patient's going to already know. Are you more or less likely to step away from a procedure to go do a hygiene check? And they 100% say more. If I know it's going to be concise and it's mm. going to be ready to go, I will step away to get into that hygiene check sooner than if I know I've got to go in and like, like reset my brain on what's happening with this patient, start the conversation from scratch. They're, they're not excited about that. Yeah. So that's a win for the hygienist. And then obviously for the patient, they're just getting a more well-rounded educational approach. And they're not, they're not getting that shock factor of hearing the treatment after they've spent 45 minutes with the hygienist. Yeah. And so and the, the hygienist is like warming them up like, Ooh, this looks like it might be a problem. Right. And, right. and I think the other thing too, is like, just, just from my own experience going to the dentist, it's almost like you have two different teams that are working on you, like, and they're kind of working against each other. Like, 
the hygienist is like, mm. oh, this all looks good. And you've been doing a good job. You've been flossing and you've been da 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 da. And your gums look healthy. And then the doctor comes in and goes, you need da 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 da. And it's like, wait a second. Like it just happened. Yeah. It's very confusing from the patient's perspective. And here's the thing, Gary, the, the reverse happens also, where the hygienist will tee up like periodontal therapy, for example, and say your gums are bleeding and we've been following this for, you know, a year and it's not getting better. The doctor comes in, it's like, you're fine, you're great. No filling, no cavities, like, you're good. Right. I just spent all this time like teeing this up. So the alignment is key. And so the first thing that we do is I teach doctors this um, leadership principle all the time. It's permission, knowledge, and accountability. So regardless how long you've been working with your hygienist, you know, sit them down and say, hey, uh, you know, I've talked about, can you tee this up a little bit more for me? Can you talk to the patient about, you know, what you think I'm going to recommend here that you got to give your hygienist permission to start thinking like a dentist. And um, it's interesting because I'm right, I'm trying to write this article for a large dental organization made up of dentists and they, they didn't like that. Um, but I'm like, I didn't say like, do the work that only a licensed dentist can do. <laughs> I said, start thinking like yeah. the dentist that you're supporting thinks. So give your hygienist permission. Like, Hey, I give you permission to start thinking like I think, and to start sharing your observations with patients. Right. And, and I also tell them like, let your hygienist know how far down that diagnostic path do you want them to take the patient? Um, and some of them say, you know what? I just want them to take some pictures and establish that there are some issues here that I'm going to further diagnose and then I'll recommend treatment. And some would like their hygienist to take the patient way further down that diagnostic path. And Inspired Hygiene, we help facilitate that learning. The second thing is the knowledge, right? Those dentists have to be willing to invest the time to really give their hygiene team, honestly, and their assistants too, this applies to the entire clinical team, to give them their treatment philosophy in in real life uh, situations. So for example, one of the great things that we share is for doctors to take operative photos, assistants are great at kind of reminding the doctor, give them a little nudge, hey, this would be really great education for the team. Take a picture. They can just point like, Give them the intro camera, take a picture. When you take that old crusty amalgam out and there's a big crack down the bottom of that prep, no one ever sees that except the assistant and the doctor. But think about your treatment coordinator when they know what it looks like when these big amalgams come out, how how much more um, like compelled they're going to be to recommend that treatment when they've seen that. Uh-huh. So, so it's almost like it's almost like the way we educate the patients, we need to educate the hygienists because they're siloed. They're not seeing those things. Is that right? And the admin team. Yeah. So, right. So this is great for the entire team. So then share your treatment philosophy. So when you see that, what do you do? Well, if I see an amalgam that on a premolar that's an MOD and it's this wide, it's always going to be a crown. I'm just okay. not because I've seen too many teeth split. So yeah. lots of examples around that. And that is um, that is done in like a case review meeting mm-hmm. that's done periodically with the team. Mm-hmm. And we facilitate and help teams put that in place and help them have those conversations and overcome some of the awkwardness that sometimes can be, um, you know, it's just the team wants to ask the doctor questions, but they're afraid the doctor is going to think they're questioning their treatment philosophy. Mm. Um, and then the third piece is accountability. So 
if you've agreed that you're going to have this type of co-diagnosis relationship, then if it's not happening from the doctor or if the doctor's coming in and talking a lot and not allowing the hygienist to give that information in front of the patient, then how do I ask the doctor, how do I interrupt the doctor? You know, how do I hold the doctor accountable to allowing me to transfer that information? Or if the doctor is, they, then the team has made an agreement that anytime we're recommending treatment, there's at least one intral photo and it's up on the mon- patient facing monitor when the doctor walks in. If that's not happening, how oh, do we so hold that's the like team a signal. accountable so to that? So that's like a signal, like where my brain has been, that's the tooth we've been looking at. And that's going to help keep your doctor on track. So if doctor, if you have a talker, right, of a doctor that are usually the, they usually connect really well with patients, Yep. but they get a lot of bogged down sometimes. So if they, if they see that, they're like, okay, I got to connect quickly with the patient and then we've got to talk about that. Yeah. But if, if that's not happening, a lot of times doctors will passive aggressive. I know this because it's happened to me. The doctor will like passive aggressive come and like, you know grab the intro camera and take the photo because they're they're frustrated because I didn't do it. Instead, my doctor said, you know what? Um, I'll be right back. Go ahead and take a picture of that. And I don't ever want my doctor leaving the yeah. operatory once he yeah, comes yeah, in. Yeah. So we got to hold each other accountable to that. That's, so really those, good. that's a framework that works really well. That is so good. Okay. And I know this is very simple, but it sounds simple, but I know it's a lot of work, a lot of infrastructure that we got to put into that. What are the results? So if someone implements just those simple things that we just talked about, what does that result? Like, what does that look like? What what starts happening at the practice? What kind of growth are they expecting from that? Yeah. So um, it starts to increase the amount of obviously restorative treatment acceptance, increases the amount of periodontal treatment acceptance. Uh, When patients are healthier periodontally, makes the doctors work easier because the patients aren't bleeding all over the place. Um, obviously you're seeing, you know, uh, increased production from increased treatment planning. You're seeing, uh, more effective and shorter doctor hygiene exams, um, less wait time for doctors to come into hygiene, uh, more respect from the, from the patient because they're seeing the doctor and the hygienist work together. The other thing that we, we cut out is, um, unless it's something that's really sensitive, like a personal thing with the patient. There's not really a need to have those like hallway conversations about treatment plans. Have it in front of the patient. You know, it's, it's, it's their mouth. Um, you know, we can say in front of the patient, this is an area that we talked about in the past. And, you know, Gary wasn't quite ready to move forward then, but we talked about it again today and would love your opinion on this. So, you know, have those conversations in front of the patient when you have a plan and you have the verbal skills to, to really do it elegantly. Awesome. Um, when you when somebody needs help with this, how do they get in contact with you? Yep. So they can um, email us at clients at Inspired Hygiene. Um, also on our website, inspiredhygiene.com, there's a link to book uh, a hygiene opportunity assessment. And uh, we just collect some data and we love having conversations with decision makers on those um, hygiene opportunity assessments just to show them real quick, like, what what's what's possible how we can help them um you know increase their hygiene productivity reduce stress increase you know case acceptance through hygiene just make a world just making the world a better place to work in right yeah i hope so that's awesome great job today thank you so much for coming on thanks gary